Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Good morning and welcome to Exceptional Women on Magic 106.7. I'm your host, Sue Tab, and I'm joined this morning by Deb McLean, who is the Nutrition Director for Somerville Cambridge Elder Services. Deb is responsible for the Elderly Nutrition Program and for the supervision of the Home Delivered Meals on Wheels and Congregate Meals Programs. In addition, she coordinates wellness programs and nutrition education. She's here in studio to talk more about these critical programs for our seniors. Good morning. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Oh, it's such a pleasure. And I was telling you off air, my mother-in-law gets Meals on Wheels. She benefits from that service. So when somebody asked me if I would do a show on this, it was like, yes, because I know firsthand how important that is to her on a daily basis, Mm -hmm. by the way. So tell me a little bit about the Meals on Wheels. Who qualifies? How how does it work? Well, um, typically we have seniors... 60 years old and older. Okay. And we also cover um, disabled under 60 if they live in senior housing with congregate meal service. So oh, all right. So we capture um, that group, that well-needed group uh, for meals. Um, if you go to a congregate meal site, 60 years old and older, um, you can go and get um, a meal at one of the Council on Aging or any of the um, meal sites that we have set up within the city. Wow. Um, and then for the home-delivered meals, there is a little bit of an assessment that a case manager will do okay. to make sure that you qualify for the program. Um, but um, we are covering more and more uh, age groups now. We're even covering under uh, 60 with the One Care. So we're trying to reach... Uh, a broad range of people um, so we can get them the services that they need. I was going to say, because it was always a thing that it was like a senior citizen was 65 and older. And I feel like mm-hmm. now with like the 55 plus community mm-hmm, centers mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. the what you're saying, the 60 years old, it's really starting to broaden because the need doesn't all of a sudden kick in at a certain age, I would That's imagine. Correct. That's right? correct. Yes. And we have... Uh, um, people under 60 that have uh, the need, and some of them are in their 20s and 30s, Yeah, and so we try to reach them and um, uh, give them the food that they need and also the social um, uh, services that they need. Yeah, and I was reading that you guys serve over 9 million meals (laughs) to about 75,000 seniors each year, which is just a gigantic number. Uh, a surprising number of those seniors would actually have a shortage of food otherwise. That number shocked me. I think it was almost like a third of the seniors would have a shortage of food. So it's not just a convenience thing. Sometimes it's really much more critical than that. Depending on their limitations, sometimes they have a physical limitation, mm-hmm. cognitive inability, right. or just isolation. Sometimes when seniors start to isolate, it's harder for them to get out to, to the community. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they have the inability to shop and also to cook for themselves. Right. And so those are the, uh, the, the population that we want to make sure that we uh, reach. 
because malnutrition is a huge part of why um, seniors end up with disease and chronic illness. Um, and that's a negative impact when seniors don't have access to nutritious food. Right. Um, and it also affects our health care system, too, because um, if they're malnourished, they're going to end up in the hospital. Right. And they're going to come home, and they're going to be readmitted into the hospital because they're not getting the nutrition. It becomes that, a cycle. Correct. Yeah. And it also will impact um, the hospitals because if they get readmitted within 30 days, they get a huge penalty. Medicare won't pay for um, them to return. Oh, I didn't so, realize that. Yeah, yeah. So um, oh, it's, it's so important for them to have this nutrition uh, and these services um, when they're home. Where I know that you guys can um, can customize meals in terms of people's dietary mm-hmm. restrictions or more, you know, ethnic foods and things like that. Talk about that and where does the food come from? Okay. Well, the food comes for our agency from Lindley Services, Lindley Food Services mm-hmm. in Everett. It's okay. a caterer that uh, um, supplies all our food. And my agency, along with two other agencies, form a consortium, and we supply close to 4,000 meals a day. Wow. So it's a pretty big um, operation. And we, we look to see what the need is, and we try to fill it. Mm-hmm. So, for instance, just um, about a year and a half ago, we saw that we had a need for Portuguese meals because a lot of our seniors, they're used to a certain type of food, mm-hmm. and if they're not familiar with it, they won't eat it. So right. we started Portuguese meals. We have Haitian meals. Um, we also have Chinese meals because those that's the demographic in our area. That's so we awesome. want to supply that need. We also um, supply therapeutic meals for clients that have heart condition. We have cardiac meals, uh, ground for anyone that has dentition problems, yeah. pureed for someone that has dysphagia, has yep. lost the ability to feel in their throat, so we have pureed meals. Um, low lactose, gluten-free. Um, we see a need, we try to fill it. That's amazing. We, we don't want anybody to not have meals because of... Um, Um, some therapeutic uh, need that they have. And when we talk about the sheer volume of meals, you have a lot of volunteers that help you. Talk about the volunteers. I want to know, you know, uh, what types of things can you do as a volunteer? What's Mm -hmm. the time commitment? And I know you guys rely very heavily on volunteers. Mm -hmm. We have um, a volunteer coordinator in our agency that helps us get the the volunteers because it is such a, um, a value commodity. Right. Um, So what will happen is that we'll have people either contact us through our website or um, through our just direct line and want to volunteer. And so we ask a few questions of um, their um, time time frame, what they Mm -hmm. can do, how much time they can um, volunteer. Can you get in on any level? In other words, if I had an hour a week. Yes, of course. I could do something. You could go into a meal site and just do Fridays or just do Thursdays. And other people might drive every day of the week and drop meals off or or do something. Are a lot of your volunteers seniors themselves? We do have some uh, volunteers that are seniors. Our drivers, Meals on Wheels drivers, are all paid. Oh, okay. Although there are agencies across Massachusetts that still use volunteers as uh, their drivers. 
Unbelievable. This is great. If you are just waking up and tuning in, you're listening to Exceptional Women on Magic 106.7. We've been chatting with Deb McLean, who is the Nutrition Director for Somerville Cambridge Elder Services and who oversees the Elderly Nutrition Program, including Meals on Wheels. We've discussed the need and the numbers served. Let's continue with the origins and some of the funding piece. Uh, let's talk a little bit about the beginning of this program, which was born from the older American actor, what you guys call the OOA. Mm-hmm. Talk about that a little bit. Well, that was enacted in 1965, mm-hmm. and it supports a, a wide range of home and community-based services. Um, the programs help seniors stay independent in their homes. That's our mission. Yeah, We want seniors to remain in their homes if that's their choice. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so we try to provide the services needed for them to be able to do that. Yeah, and I saw some numbers saying that one day in a hospital costs almost 3000 10 days in a nursing home almost 4000 but Meals on Wheels for an entire year $1,851. And as you said, if the nutrition is good throughout the year, mm-hmm. you may be uh, avoiding hospitalization, hospitalization yeah. which are care. much yeah. more oh, costly. Yeah. But the funding, mm-hmm. this is where there's a little bit of a disconnect as I look at this. I was like, that part's a little tricky. I feel like we have an increasing elder population, but the funds don't seem to be keeping pace. Why is that? And what can we do about it? That's our challenge. <laughs> You're like, he, that's my life, Sue, yeah, right there in challenge. a nutshell. Yeah, to advocate for more funding um, to support these programs. Um, I don't know if it's because people don't realize how important it is, um, but um, it overall saves the state and the federal government money because if you're keeping people in their homes, you're not paying for federal and state services. You're not right. paying for these additional uh, costs. Mm-hmm. So it's it's very important and a, and a huge challenge to um, remind people how important it is to remind the state officials we're always out there advocating for I more I was going to say funding. a lot of it is is mm-hmm. politicians who yes. are in a, a, a place of power mm-hmm. to get some of these laws enacted to get more funding Correct. to to put that as a priority because I feel like our seniors are such a they're such a wonderful population and and we need to treat them correctly we need to treat I them agree. right I you agree. know yep um, I want to talk to about the significant benefits that these people are getting because the people who are receiving your services by all accounts say that it's changing their lives. It's making a difference. Um, when I saw the mass satisfaction survey, um, it said 83% of home-delivered recipients reported that the meals helped them to live independently. Over a third of the home-delivered meal respondents said they would have a shortage of food if it weren't for the program, and 78% of home-delivered say they feel less lonely. That piece of it, to me, is so telling, that our seniors want contact mm-hmm. with people. And like you said, a lot of them can't can't get out, so they need that contact. Do you feel like your goals are being met in terms of what you're able to do with the funding that you have? Well, we can always do better. Mm-hmm. You know, I just um, believe we can always um, move forward and, and provide more services for seniors. Once yeah. we see a need, we'd like to fill it. But I do want to um, back up and tell um, the population how important it is to have a driver on site. Our drivers are key in um, combating isolation. Sometimes that's the only person they see all day is their driver. Right. And um, a lot of times they'll 
report back to the agency that, say, Mrs. Smith doesn't look too well, she looks disheveled, confused, that information gets back to the case manager, and the case manager does a direct follow-up. And many times we've had drivers call and say, Mrs. Uh, Smith's on the floor. And so we'll tell them, stay there, stay with the client. We'll call 911, and once the emergency uh, personnel get on site, then the driver will leave. So it's uh, very important that um, that connection is made with the driver. So we, we try to get there every single day. Yeah. Uh, some, some on home every day, but, you know, we like to have that security check and also that wellness check to make sure that that information gets uh, brought back to us. I feel like the drivers are kind of a special breed of people. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They 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 truly care. They they ha- they make an emotional connection with a lot of these people. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it's hard if somebody passes away for the driver. If that person has been coming to their home for years, mm-hmm. there must be a loss there, and you guys must have to deal with that as well. Oh yes, yes. Yeah. There is a connection every day. The driver is there. So, and we have. Um, heard of drivers reporting back to us about, you know, um, say Mrs. Smith passed away or I'm just using that as a yeah. uh, a name. But um, and, you know, they do feel a grieving because they're they've been a connection with them every day. Sometimes they see uh, the client more than the family sees the client because they might be living out of state. Right. And so that because uh, of distance. Yes. Yeah. If you're just joining us, this is Exceptional Women on Magic 106.7. I'm Sue Tab, and our guest today is Deb McLean, who is discussing her role as the Nutrition Director for Somerville Cambridge Elder Services, more specifically some of the programs that are offered to our seniors, the benefits and funding, and the critical need that it fills. Let's get back to our conversation. I want to talk a little bit about you, Deb. <laughs> you, the exceptional woman that you are, uh, on, a, on a more personal level, why is this the work that you choose to do? I think it's because we see results. Mm. You know, when we when we give client services, we see results and we also hear about how this has impacted them. The survey is a great tool for us to find out where we need to fill in the gaps, but we get people tell us that if it wasn't for our program, they wouldn't have enough food because they have to pay their electricity, they have to pay all these other bills, and so they would probably go without uh, meals, mm-hmm. or they'd just be limited to the amount of meals that that they have. Or um, because of our Carmageddon program and because we provide transportation to these programs, they don't feel as isolated. So we get these Uh, replies and these feedbacks from the client and that's what keeps us going because we're making a difference in these uh, seniors lives. And you've been in this field how long? Um, Be 15 and a half years. Wow. So what I'm hearing you saying I think is that you well and you're probably too humble to say this but you're directly impacting the quality of people's lives. Well, I hope so. Right? <laughs> I try. <laughs> You're directly impacting yeah. the quality of their lives, and that's what I think it's all about. And yeah. meals is only one way to do it, and it's an important way, mm-hmm. but there's the socialization, and there's there's a lot of other things, as you say, that, mm-hmm. that play a factor. So um, what do you find most rewarding and what's most challenging about this job? Well, funding is challenging. We're mm. trying to do more. Isn't it always yeah. the case? Yeah, we're trying to do more, um, <laughs> but we, we sometimes get limited because of the funding. Um, 
transportation is a huge uh, component of trying to get the senior to the meal sites and to doctor's visits, but it's a huge, huge cost to our agency. Mm-hmm. Um, we want to uh, be able to you know, provide what the senior needs, but a lot of times funding is, is uh, holding us back. So mm-hmm. that's a big challenge. Yeah. So talk a little bit about um, what you guys are working on for future initiatives. The direct connection between the hospital and community services. What do you mean by that? Well, when a client is in the hospital mm-hmm. and they come home, that connection to us will help them stay home. For instance, if you come home on a Friday, yep. And say you were in the hospital for a week, who's going to go through your refrigerator to see if there's anything that should be thrown out? Or who's going to be there the next day or that day to provide you with a meal? Uh, Sometimes there's there's, um, very limited services once somebody gets out of the hospital. So to have that direct connection with the hospital saying this person's going to be discharged and we want some community services set up so that person has everything in place when they get home. Yeah, it gives them sort of continuity, right? Right. They come home and they Mm -hmm. still have, things can still, because I think too, a lot of people as we get older, and I'll say we, we're all getting older, you know, we become creatures of habit. Mm -hmm. You want to go home and you want to have things the way they are, Mm -hmm. especially somebody who's been in the hospital. So how important is that to have it set up already so that they feel like the transition is more seamless? Yeah, it's very important. Yeah. Yeah. So is that something that's already in the works? Well, it's, um, we're trying, we're trying uh, to get that uh, that connection more apparent and also more instantaneous. So um, there's no uh, lag time. When that client gets home from the hospital, we want to make sure that uh, we're there to help them. And tell me a little bit about um, the types of things people can do other than become a driver. If I'm a volunteer, I can serve meals. What else can oh, I do? Have, Is there administrative um, we things? We have many programs. We even have a brown bag program that we do the second Tuesday of the month. We partner with the Greater Boston Food Bank uh, to, to provide supplemental food for clients that uh, need it. And oh, I wasn't have, aware of that. We have 20, 30 volunteers um, to do this project because we do uh, approximately 250 bags of food. So wow. that's something that um, uh, a single person can come out and volunteer. Um, married couple, corporations, we, you know, we just uh, love it when people uh, want to show up and help out with this program. Talk um, about your website in case people are listening who might want to find out more, how mm-hmm. they can get involved, how they can donate. How do they do that? Yep, it's um, uh, Somerville Cambridge Elder Services, www.eldercare.org. Um, and it lists a wide range of services on our website. And there's also uh, volunteer opportunities. So if you're looking to volunteer, you can just go on our website and, um, you know, look and see what might be a good fit for you as far as your time uh, timeline and what you're able to do. Yeah, and I'm thinking there's probably something for everybody based oh, yes. on what you mm-hmm. enjoy doing, based on what you have the time to do, mm-hmm. the resources to do. But I suppose everybody can do something because we're yeah. all going to be there one we day. Have, um, we have... Uh, um, people that are medical advocates that if you need a ride to the hospital to stay with you at the doctor's office we have people that help you with your finances if you have a hard time uh, with your checkbook so um, we have many areas that people can volunteer we only have time for probably one more question but in your opinion are we doing enough for our seniors it's a hard question i know yeah um 
I don't know. Sometimes I feel like um, we're not doing enough. We can always do better. Mm-hmm. It, the, the biggest thing is reaching them, not knowing who's out there that needs us. Okay. And um, being able to um, get that information to seniors that if you need help, we're here to help you. We're here to help you stay in your home. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's getting that information to them if they've already become isolated. Right. I hadn't thought of that. Mm. And how do you work to do that? It's mostly just you have to find out word of mouth that somebody's in need. Well, in partnerships, too, with the Council on Aging. Okay. Um, different partnerships um, within the community. Um, even fire department, if they've been out to a um, house for whatever reason and they give that information back to us, look at this person's isolated. And they She's fell down. And, yeah. Um, problem. Um, we, we try to get out there and um, help that senior. Amazing work. You must be very proud of what you do every day. But I do want to uh, send kudos out to all the nutrition directors in Massachusetts. Oh, look at I'm you. Rep- <laughs> I'm She's representing giving all love to her colleagues. Of, well, they all do a great job, and I'm just a piece of the puzzle. So well, an important piece. Every It sounds like you all work really well together, mm-hmm. sort of leveraging each other's resources and information, because yes, that's yes. really the only way to make it work, right? That's true. That's yeah. absolutely true. Well, thank you for being with well, us today. You, it was I such a pleasure it. just learning more about it. Uh, Thank you to Deb McLean for being in the spotlight today on Exceptional Women. It's so important to highlight the important work of your organization and the benefits to our elder population. We are grateful for your insight and wish you continued success. I'm Sue Tab, and you've been listening to Exceptional Women on Magic 106.7. Remember that exceptional women are everywhere. We talk to celebrities and authors and CEOs, but we are also interested in your neighbors, co-workers, and friends who are quietly making an impact out in their communities. Email us if you know someone you'd like to suggest. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks to my producer, Kendra Petroni, and to all of you for listening. Be sure to join us every Sunday morning at 7.30 for another edition of Exceptional Women. Have a great day, everyone.
This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.